If you really want your business to be a success, you need to be around. Yeah. You need to have energy, you need to be alive, you need to be able to deliver what you mm -hmm. are telling people you're going to deliver. We're here to help you live the life you dream of. We're bringing together the girls who have dared to dream. We share the real stories of what it takes to dream big, regardless of the fear, uncertainty, or what everyone else may say around you, to help you create the life you dream of. Let's make your dreams a reality. Hey guys, today we get to interview the amazing Tara from The Van That Can and the creator of Passion to Profits. This chick is an eight-figure entrepreneur. Yeah, she's done over 10 million in revenue and she started in England. She actually ended up in Australia running away from a boyfriend of all things and was just a corporate worker, um, had a terrible upbringing and has totally made some killer success for herself. So if you want to be inspired and motivated to go out there, make no excuses and take control of your life and achieve, achieve any goal you want, keep on listening. Tara and I also put together a really, really special gift for you all. So make sure you stay right to the end of the podcast to find out what it is. Hey guys, I'm here with the amazing Tara. She has had some incredible business success and an incredible story of how she got to where she is today. So I'm so excited to share it with you. Give us a quick run through of who you are and what your businesses are. Awesome, I'm excited to be here. I'm Tara, I own The Van That Can, which is a high-end delivery and removal service. And I also own Resting Boss Face, which is um, a business coach for female entrepreneurs. Yeah, I love that, because we're also about inspiring females to take on the world and follow their dreams. So let's take it back to the beginning. How did you get into business, and how did you know that business was your thing? Mostly, I didn't. No, it was my thing. Basically, what happened was I ordered a stand-up paddleboard online, and when the delivery drivers delivered it, they wouldn't bring it upstairs to my apartment, and I thought that was ridiculous, and that needed to change. So what I did was started a transport company, I feel like other people, when they have problems like that, don't do ridiculous things. Like, I'm just going to start a business. Yeah. But I also think it worked really well in my favor because I had no idea what was going on or what to expect. Or I just think naivety helped so much. I agree. If I, like, knew what it took now, it's not, yes. I probably may have not. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, like, in business, even on the really, really good days, years, weeks, months... There's still hard work. Yeah. And I think we were talking off camera about like the Instagram life. Yeah. And you do believe the Instagram hype, but I also think the naivety really helped propel the business. Yeah. Having that energy. Yeah, absolutely. And when you were in business in those first few years, what were those first few years like for you? Mental. Yeah. We were really lucky. We went from zero to 12, uh, I was going to say 12 figures. <laughs> we went uh, zero to seven figure sales in, it was just like around 12 months. Yeah. And going from startup with no business experience, no history in the industry. So I'm ex uh, top tier accounting firm, literally was mind blowing because mm -hmm. When you grow so quickly, you have no choice but to learn. So it's like a hamster wheel of like amazing energy, success, 
also a hamster wheel of problems, exhaustion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, you will love life, but I might die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then when did you get to this stage? Because we were talking again off camera. We just spoke for like two hours and we were like, we should have just had this as the podcast. (laughs) Um, When you you like were in that that hustle Mm -hmm. and you're working, like how many hours a day were you working in that really like mental stage in the first 12 months? I mean, some days definitely did all-nighters. I was probably... See, I'm not really into the whole, like, 50-hour work days. Mm. I think... So I never really... Like, there were big days at certain times of the month, uh, but not... Probably my biggest days were still 16-hour days, yeah. but it wasn't consistent. I was, yeah. I'm was. i not one of these, like, hashtag hustle people. Yeah. Like, yes, problems come up and they take longer in the day, but that's not my goal in life. Yeah. So And from now, the your view on hustle and work-life balance, what is that? I'm not into hustle. Yeah. Um, I think, so I'm really fortunate that I have a medical condition that stops me working 16 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Like if physically I cannot do it. Yeah. And so I'm fortunate in the sense that it's made me have to build a business mm-hmm. to deal with that problem. Yeah. And so I think that's a blessing because otherwise I am a bit of an A-type. So I probably would go down the whole like 24 hour work day, five day a week, like uh, yeah. seven day a week, Gary V, like go, go, go. Yeah. I probably am inclined to do that. But I'm a, I've been able to realize when I have good energy days, high energy days, and then like create a schedule around that. I love that. Yeah. What would be your tips to some people that have like, oh my goodness, I just need to work, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle to make money. It's my first year of business. Yeah. But they're like verging on that burnout because yeah. it's so real to so many entrepreneurs. Yeah. What's your advice to them? So I always think like the greatest advice you ever get in life is when you're on an airplane and they say, put your oxygen mask on first before helping others. Yeah. If you really want your business to be a success, you need to be around. Yeah. You need to have energy. You need to be alive. You need to be able to deliver what you Mm -hmm. are telling people you're going to deliver. So looking after yourself is so important. Your health is your wealth. Yeah. doesn't matter how rich you are. If you can't get out of bed in the morning or successful or like how many awards you've got, if you can't get out of the bed, yeah, like you know one. Yeah, absolutely. What are your, some tips, like practical tips for people to be able to have that time and space for themselves? Um, cutoff times. Yeah. So our phones don't ring. Yeah. Automatically. So it's not a decision because I think as well remove decisions you have to make. Yeah. So I don't have to decide. Oh, I'll stop work now. The phones stop. Mm-hmm. I no longer answer phones because they don't ring. So that just removes that barrier. Um, for managing personal time. Is really creating boundaries. I think. Yeah. And, and knowing your self worth to create the boundary. Yes. Mm. I think when you are in business, you get stuck in this position of trying to do as much as possible all of the time to all of the people because you need to get as many sales to pay your bills. Yeah. And I think everybody goes through that. It doesn't matter how organized or systemized or like all these perfect plans. It doesn't matter. You've got bills to pay. You need to work. Yeah. (laughs) So everybody goes through this, but I think if you can start identifying, hang on, I'm not useful at 11 o'clock mm-hmm. at night writing an email because it has 17 typos in it. Yeah. And realize as well, the world won't end when you don't reply to an email at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. So I think those tips help just like not answering the phone. Don't check your Instagram. Don't check social media. Just don't. Yeah. Don't. And know that it will be fine. Yeah. I love that. 
What's been some of your biggest achievements in your career or well, your business so far that stand out for you? Um, see, this is not one of my strong points. Oh. Yeah, so I don't, I'm not very good at celebrating wins. I'm really like onto the next one. Yeah. Do you find that that's something that you're aware of and that you try and balance or? That's been my goal this year is yeah. to actually celebrate wins. Yeah. That's like my New Year's resolution. I love that. Love that resolution. Yes. In business, you do things. Mm-hmm. You work so hard, like so hard. Yeah. And then there's always more work. Mm-hmm. So you've achieved your goal, but you've got work to do. I experienced the same thing um, two days ago. I had an article published in Entrepreneur. And because I had all this other stuff going on that day, Which I didn't amazing. even... It is amazing. And people were messaging me, but because I had all these other problems going on that day, I didn't even take the time to be like, wow, yeah. you did it. Yeah. Like, and I totally related with that. Yeah. Just then I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm still like, <laughs> I'm seven years in business. Yeah. And we hit a milestone um, just at the beginning of this year when we just went, opened up the office again and we still haven't celebrated it. Yeah. Because I've got things to do. Mm-hmm. And then I've got some other things lined up. So maybe I'll tack on that celebration to my other thing yeah, I'm yeah, doing. Yeah. <laughs> and then you end up not doing it. So I'm already like breaking my resolution. Yeah. And I'm now realizing it as I'm discussing yeah. it. I'm like, oh. That's awesome. And even something like that we do with our clients is we do Wednesday wins. So we put up a post and we tie it and Wednesday win. And, it, and when we first started doing this, it was really hard for me to find a win. Yeah. Like, as successful as I am, you know, it was like, it's so hard to recognize like the good that you do. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I think it's worth, it's a game giving that you that self love when you do that. As yes. Well. Mm. Um, and one of my other ways is, I know I was saying to you before mm. about the brand authority yes. bio. So now Explain like, that. so yeah. first of all, a brand authority bio is when you write down everything you've achieved essentially in life and not just the standard I have a degree or mm-hmm. I got a promotion but more like I helped so for me personally I mentored somebody recently um, they ended up going on to get it was about 150 million dollars in funding and so that really needs to be then added to my brand authority bio because I have assisted with like I've helped that that was my job I succeeded in my job Mm -hmm. or in my role like my role of it and so that identifies it you start pushing them into this like brand authority bio where you're creating who you are instead of this up and down of entrepreneurship yeah Yeah. and I love that then it when you have to actually go write that brand authority bio it's that time to step back and be like oh wow I've achieved that I remember one time I had to write an entry for an award yes and you have to like list all the things and you're like it's that time to step back and reflect and yes like, huh, I'm actually doing okay yes yeah do I've, you find that when you go to write yours or you have your clients go to write theirs that it's like their brand authority bio that then they realize like actually how much they've done yes yeah and half the time and it even happened the first time I wrote mine I had to get help yeah like I had to ask my friends what do you think I'm good at or yeah. what do you remember I did this year and because I was so stuck in like working 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 that I don't know what I did I don't know what yeah. I was good at. I don't know what I've achieved because I've got this problem next Tuesday that I need to fix yeah 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 and so bringing them on board and it was just like a couple of seconds from them bringing them on board really helped me personally and like just start mm-hmm. the cogs going I love yeah. that and um, let's talk about your course really quickly. Where did the idea of starting your personal brand come from originally? Resting boss face. Yes. 
came from being saying I've got resting bitch face, <laughs> um, which I don't, obviously. No, I do. <laughs> but also people, A, have thinking that they can say that and try... I believe trying to manipulate my emotion mm -hmm. and I don't think it was like that actively calculated yeah but more it, it is a dig yeah and I just think no I'm gonna have like I'm gonna regain the power from resting bitch face and I'm yeah. going to turn into resting boss face because it's my concentration face yeah and I think more women particularly female entrepreneurs like if you want to achieve things you're a high achiever or you're materialistic or you're a bitch like this you're never just successful like men are successful mm -hmm. And they're like providing for their family. Women are bitches. Yeah. And we all like stab each other in because we're all like, yeah. So trying to rebrand, like rebrand the imagery of successful women. I love that. That love you it. can actually be a nice person and successful. Yeah. And we who can knew, all help each other. Who knew and women make lots of money. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um, and then also in business, like mm -hmm. there's so many lessons. Yeah. And there's also so much information available. And what I've found, like with the people that I have mentored, is you can get analysis paralysis, mm -hmm. where you're looking at so much stuff all of the time that you know you just don't know what to do anymore. So what I'm trying to do with my coaching is like have a one-stop shop of like, look, I've achieved things. I have made money. I am successful, like whatever you deem that to be, which is different to everybody. And... I think you should take advice from people who have done what you want to do because mm -hmm. this is the other thing that's with all the information, half of them haven't done it. Yeah. Half of them have just Googled how to be a business coach. Yeah. Um, they haven't actually built multi-million dollar successful businesses. No. Yeah. I mean, most of the time they haven't even built like $10,000 yeah. successful businesses. Yeah. They did like a cert three in business coach or something. Yeah. And so for me, I just want to be someone where women can achieve success yeah not be ashamed of it not be afraid of it and just own it I just love be it. a boss yeah yeah freaking love it like everything like you're about your passion is just like so inspiring and powerful oh, and it's and because i've like some of the things that you're speaking about like we had a whole chat before as i can so relate to it mm. and i'm so glad you're getting a message out there and same with this podcast yes. because it's going to allow females to be like I have this dream I can do it I yeah. don't just have to go to uni or no. do the the path that I thought I had to do yeah. I can live differently and be differently and when you're coaching your clients what kind of mindsets or stories or problems come up about that and how do you help them I think with women the biggest issue is actually self-worth mm -hmm. and charging appropriately yeah and also believing that you are worth the money yeah because I think again like people are called materialistic how i don't know how many conversations you've seen with a man mm -hmm. who drives a sports car who has his i mean not very many have louis vuitton wallet yeah, but yeah. <laughs> have their like designer wallet and their custom suits how many people have gone up to him and be like mm, you're a bit materialistic mm. nobody nobody because they look at him and think he's so successful he works hard with his he's custom to, suit yeah, yeah oh he just yeah he's mm. such a good family man Women, materialistic, oh, you're so goal-driven. Mm -hmm. That's not a negative, by the way. So, again, people have to stop doing yeah. that. <laughs> Someone once said to me for practically two hours, you're just so driven. I'm like, That's a good thing. <laughs> I'm like, is that, I'm sorry, what, what should I be? Yeah. But I think I'm supposed to be a stay-at-home housewife with, like, children and live happily ever after. Yeah. Um, 
I don't even remember the question, sorry. <laughs> oh, I just, what are the limiting beliefs that come up when you start coaching women? Always self-belief. Yeah. yeah. Always knowing that you are capable. And if you're not capable, there's Google. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, I've learned half of what I know from YouTube. Like, yes. I have not done a uni degree. <laughs> no, me neither. Yeah. I haven't gone to university. Were you self-taught, like, when you started your business and you just had to make things work? Yes. Yeah. What, did you go to YouTube or Google? What did I do? Probably Google. Yeah. I don't even know. Honestly, it was a blur, but I'm assuming Google. Yeah. Also, I... All... A lot of mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I also didn't know enough to google yeah yeah so that's that whole naivety thing where it's just like i didn't know what you were supposed to do in business Mm -hmm. i don't know what to do in transport companies i've never worked in one i've never wanted to own a transport company i just didn't want that service to happen to me ever again yeah and so i think as well that helped us be different because i didn't have the pre-existing experience of what a transport company should be yes and i think as well like and that's why with my business coaching as well i'm i'm not a business coach i'm somebody who's owned a business that is successful that will coach you to have a successful Mm -hmm. business and so it's more not having the full knowledge has allowed me to actually do what i think is successful and it turns out what the industry needed but I just didn't know that that's what was happening. Yeah. Yes. And then, like, look at your amazing journey since, just trusting that gut feeling and that intuition. Yeah. And imagine if you said no to that opportunity and you're just yes. like, oh, someone also fixed that paddleboard problem. Yes. What gap in the market would have you been leaving that now you've helped so many people, like, fulfill and change and well, it's potentially change the regi- like changed in part of the industry? 100% yeah. changed the industry. Yeah. Uh, since we started, we've had big, big national companies we change rebrand uh some of them their uniforms have changed it it. uh some of them have adapted some of our slogans we most recently had a competitor um park outside and nearby every single one of our yards um office massive guerrilla campaign from them of mm -hmm. wow yeah and they were trying to do a we'd changed our google ad campaign Mm. and so they were trying to then counter the Mm -hmm. online presence with a physical presence of literally parking their trucks right in front of my business yeah it's like a i don't know even what to describe that as it just is not like it's just like run your own lane make your own success you know i'm really into karma yeah and i actually met this guy before and he's a dick and um and i'm actually i publicly say this to everybody he is someone as a business owner i hope i never become yeah he was so obnoxious and so rude yeah. and so sexist yeah that i came out of this meeting shaking yeah because wow. i was like i'm obviously being sensitive he obviously wasn't that rude mm-hmm. he was that rude and so that he's then taken to these marketing tactics is not a surprise to me for who he is as a person yeah but I don't respond to it. Yeah. I'm so into karma. Yeah. And karma always, always comes. Yeah. And so why waste my time? Exactly. Karma's got me. Because you can focus your energy on actually positive things and growing your yeah. own business and doing your own thing and your own happiness. Yeah. Over trying to... The same with, like, hate on social media. Like Don't I, understand. Yeah, like, I could, like, you know, obsess over those few hateful comments that someone leaves me or just mm-hmm. focus on making the next greatest piece of content that's going to just go viral, you know? And same with, like, why would you then focus your time on hating on someone's amazing video work and their passion, their purpose yeah. over the creating your own. Yeah. 
Um, so there's this really good saying, and it is, opinions are like assholes. <laughs> everyone has one. Yeah. And so I think in business, you learn very quickly that everyone has an opinion. Yeah. And you don't have to listen to it. Yeah. And it's often more of a reflection on them. It is. Than it is on you. I agree. Sometimes it is something you've done, <laughs> but often it's them. Yeah. And I love that. I love that view on it because it balances again. If something negative happens, you can balance it and be like, okay, can I learn from this? Or is it just yes. their own problem that they're reflecting onto me yes. and not to take it personally, like kind of put that little bit of a guard up, which I think as females, like I know that I've definitely in the past, mm-hmm. someone would give me bad feedback and I had a lot of trouble taking even just good feedback at the start and I'd yeah. take it so personally. Yeah. So that's a really valuable piece of yeah. advice. What other advice do you have um, for females specifically with then taking on like the, like that hate, that opinions and having that mindset around that self-belief to step through negativity like that? I think often you can learn. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's always a learning piece, even if you are learning that person's not a nice person. Yes. Or learning not what to do. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes yeah. I, um, you might learn, I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. I never, like, with the guy I met, yeah. I never want to be him. If I, like... I went to him as an entrepreneur in a similar industry. We're not particularly in a competing space. Mm-hmm. Like we have a different target market. I didn't, maybe in my naivety, I didn't view it as a problem. I have no, I'm not going to like follow his social media campaigns. I don't, I don't check up on the competition. I don't care. Yeah. Um, and I think you learn from other people's negativity because, or like negative experiences because you've either done something and so you need to learn, hang on, how do I handle this better? What problem did I create? Mm-hmm. Or you learn how to manage someone who is negative. I think yeah. there's always a learning piece, but often, even if you are the person that did something wrong, don't dwell on it. Yeah. Like fix it, move on. Yeah. It's the dwelling that I think causes problems. Yeah. And I really love that attitude you have to just constantly learning that, having that self-awareness yeah. and then that positivity to also then just move on yeah. from that. So to people out there that have a dream, this passion to start a business or solve a problem, what would be your advice to them? At what stage? Uh, let's go before, like, bef- like literally age, the very before. beginning. Yeah, I like when you were like in your apartment and they left your paddleboard downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, so I have a few tips. First of all, make some goals. Yeah. Even though you don't know anything about business, you don't know anything about like what you're trying to achieve, mm-hmm. make some goals a good outline. Yeah. And then assess if your business is going to achieve this goal. Mm-hmm. So if your goal is to buy a house, have kids, um, be a homeschool mom, something like that, a business might not work. Yeah. Or simultaneously, you have to be able to adapt your business to work. Pitch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, like having your own personal goals to begin with starts identifying who you are as a person yeah uh the second thing um which i like is kind of phase one of building a business is stalking the competition mm-hmm. and stalking your customers yeah so go online find out what the competition is doing what makes them so special why are they successful try and like break down their business don't mm-hmm. copy their business but try and break it down because you need to be better than them. Mm-hmm. Is that simple? So in the beginning, when we first started, as much as I didn't know anything about transport, I didn't know how much to charge. So I'd see how much everyone else is charging. I would like price according to that because that's clear, clearly what the market is dictating. Yeah. Um, 
I would look at who they were targeting. I didn't really understand that this was what I was doing at the time, but it was more, who are the customers? Who has the money? Why are they giving me their money? Like how yeah. do, so it was stalking competition, stalking customers, ultimately identifies if there is a market for your idea. Mm-hmm. Because people spend so much time and so much money on really shit ideas. Yeah. yeah. Really bad ideas. That aren't solving anything. It's just something they like. Yeah. yeah. I've heard that story a million times over. Yeah. Um, if you like a lot of podcasts. Yes. They talk about that, that you've got to make sure that whatever you're solving, the market actually wants that solved. Yes. Yeah. I've literally, I've got, I know somebody who has been trying to push their business for five years it's still in idea phase. Yeah, right. Because they're trying, they're chasing the funding cycle. And I think the issue with nowadays is the unicorns and the Facebooks and the Snapchats and all these like bazillionaires. Lots of people think they're going to be the next mm-hmm. unicorn. So if spending five years pumping this unicorn idea, they think it like pushing this unicorn idea, they think is going to be amazing. And it's just not. Yeah. Like yeah. they're, no. Just yeah. no. And you've got to think about, okay, yes, there's one Instagram on Facebook, but how many thousands and thousands of there have there been that people tried to do that before yes. and didn't do that? But we forget about those. Yeah, we have we short do. memories. Yeah, we do. Goldfishes, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and also, but then you could spend those five years actually making a business that solves a problem that might not even, like, transport wasn't that sexy or new no, company, no. but you just did it a little bit better and a little bit different with yeah. a bit of extra, serv- extra service. Yeah. And... And look what you've been able to do in seven years, which really isn't... Five, six. Six-ish. It's 2013. Yeah. That many years isn't really that much no. time, opposed to someone that's sitting and hoping, wishing, crossing their fingers and toes, when they could have been getting out there and actually doing it and solving it and achieving what they wanted to achieve. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And on that note, do. These, like, mm-hmm. I'm really into dreaming and goal setting. Yeah. But you just don't sit there and manifest success. Yeah, you've you got have to take to action. Do the success. Yeah, <laughs> have to do the work to get the success. Like yeah. there's a part of a process. Yeah. Where do you think your action taking attitude and drive has come from? Depending okay. on my successes, because yeah, I didn't really understand mostly jealousy. I'm not a yeah. particularly jealous person. I believe there's enough like success, money, business, everything in the world for everybody. Yeah. So I'm not. It's statistically proven as well. There's enough money for everyone to be a millionaire. Yeah. They've, they've actually done studies on it. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's not just the abundance. Love science yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, No, do you know what I actually... Ha- what taught me that was an Indian family moved into my na- uh, neighbourhood when I was younger and they started a corner shop, mm. which I know hyper-stereotypical. <laughs> but they started it not knowing any people. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the internet like we do now where they research the local market. Mm. And they got in there and they made it work. Yeah. And they came from a country where there's, like, billions of people. Mm. So to have, like, that... You would think the mindset, there's billions of people, I just need, like, five people yeah. because they're all there. So then moving to, like, a small country town, that was, like, eye-opening to me at the time. Could they speak English? Don't think so. See, they even did it, not even now. Like, Like, this whole immigration, I'm not political, but this whole immigration refugee Mm. part at the moment, I just think I can barely speak English. Yeah. You've got people coming in, changing industries, like learning second languages, creating incomes. 
There's also 16-year-old millionaires and everything like that. So anyone can do it. Yeah. It's yeah. You just have to want to. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the Dead Room okay. podcast. And I know that your story is going to inspire so many people to go so. out there and just fucking do it. GFDR. Yeah. Yeah. So the special little gift that Tara and I put together for you is actually a massive 50% off her course, Passion to Profits. So if you're a girl that's totally wanting to keep growing and taking your life to the next level and you're wanting to really start your own business and you want to really do it well, you want to take your business and yourself to the next level, maybe you have a current business but you want to refine it and get coached by a person that's grown an eight-figure business, now this is the course for you. So please go to the show notes. The link is in the show notes. It's a discount link. So it'll take you to the um, sales page with the discounted code. So please, please, please jump onto that. You're going to love what she has prepared for you. Now you're inspired. Go take action. We're always here to support you on your journey. So reach out anytime and please give this episode a share. Share it with all your other dreamer friends so they feel empowered to also relentlessly and ruthlessly go after what they want and create the life you dream of.